It's really a major buzzkill. Major buzzkill. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Sorry, I'm like drinking tea because I just need it. It's so cold out now. Because it's so late. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I like barely know how to work my phone, so I like don't know how to turn. I got it up and on vibrate. Um, I know it's so late. I'm sorry. I'm so late today. I just, obviously, you know, parking is a bitch, so. Yeah, no, I get it. It I I have given up. I've been like wasting money because there's like a municipal lot nearby. It's like a five minute walk away or like eight minutes or something like that. I don't even know. So I just always end up parking there and you have to pay till 10 o'clock, but it's so cheap. It's literally like if you park for 15 hours there, it's like $12. So or two hours, it's literally like $3. I'm like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll spend my money to not look for parking. (laughs) I I literally, if there was like, if there was something like that by my apartment, I would literally spend so much fucking money. I would literally love that. I have to like, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I have to just like look around forever. Like you're good. Like I just parking gets me so mad. I can't even talk about it. <laughs> it gets me mad. And like sometimes I'm willing to look, but tonight obviously I was already late, so I was like, nope, I'm not gonna look. I'm just gonna go pay for this and just leave because it I only have to pay till ten o'clock and then I don't have to pay again until tomorrow morning at seven AM. So I'm good. That's not My bad. dad literally sent me like a parking spot nearby. I guess he looked on Craigslist. There's a parking spot for two hundred twenty five dollars a month. <laughs> I'm so tempted to do it. <laughs> I was gonna say that's not that's not that bad. I mean, I like on top of rent that, and shit. I don't make that kind of money. <laughs> no. I wish I did. Me and Chris like look at places um, like different from our apartment now, and there's like parking garages and stuff, and it's like an extra like 230 for like each car, and I'm like, ugh, it's like Damn. perfect apartment, but then it's like extra money i'm like oh, it's like know, so not a lot no but like no it's like it's not yeah. but it is at the same time like ugh, I if i had say. that kind if i had that money i would do it in a heartbeat i'm i'm honestly gonna start looking into parking spots because i'm just i'm so lazy when it comes to parking <laughs> i'm sorry okay can we i'm sorry i can move on now i know people are here for the murders <laughs> that's so funny because the bad review that we had was like i, I don't care about the parking like, angels that i get a parking spot remember oh my god and she was like so mad that lady she was like i don't care about these girls and their parking i care they're gonna talk about like get over yourself our 18 listeners are gonna be like can you shut the fuck up about your bad review already no we can't shut the fuck up about it (laughs) i do not respond well to negative comments so that's gonna stick with me until i die oh my god okay all right i'm ready are you ready I'm ready. You are first you know because you what are is, So Lisa picked Montana and I've come to realize how dumb I am about the states. I'm literally, before you picked the state, I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, I think we went through all the states already. And then you come at me with Montana. I was like, ah, I missed one. <laughs> you had a state, you came back at me with a state like three days ago that we were going to do. I know, I, was like, oh, I know. That was because I thought of a, a vine that I saw, but I suck at knowing the states because I didn't learn that um that song like you guys did. 50 states 50, song. 50. Yeah, I didn't learn that one. But I, I every you. time you come at me with a new state, I'm like, oh, there's another one. I didn't know about that yeah. one. <laughs> Only have like 13 episodes right now. We could have done all the colonies. <laughs> I literally thought we've done all the states already. I'm like, there's no more. Nobody else lives anywhere else. 
just chugging away. We're just working <laughs> all 50 states covered. What are we going to yeah. do when we hit all the 50 states? Just go back around? Yeah, I think we can. If people okay, still want to hear down. more from us. I'm going to keep okay. doing it. Alrighty, I'm ready. I'm excited. We're doing Montana. Hannah Montana. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm very excited for mine because I just like... It has to deal with, like, DNA testing. And the the idea of, like, DNA testing and, like, people, like, getting DNA tested, like, on their own to find, like, their family tree and whatever, like, just makes me so excited. Because, like, imagine just being, like, a murderer and, like, you're just, like, you got away with a murder, like, 50 years ago. You're just chilling. And then you get caught because your, like, great-granddaughter wanted to do DNA testing to find out about her family tree. I love it. Love those. That's how the, um, the Golden State. That's how the Golden State. Golden State Killer was caught, yeah. They Easy. brought up the Golden State Killer in my case, but I was like, I don't feel like including that. Like, everybody knows about that already, so. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So, let's get started. And I actually forgot to practice this person's name, so. But I'm just going to say their first names anyway. So, in December of 1955, 16-year-old Patricia Kalitsky met Lloyd Dwayne Bogle at the time Patty was a junior, we're going to call her Patty, at Great Falls High School, and Dwayne was an airman, second class stationed near Great Falls for the last, for like the previous eight months, like before they met. They met at the age gap. The age gap? He's in high school and he is is in the military? Um, You know, actually, I don't know why I didn't write his age down. She was 16 and he was, let me just quickly... Look that Sorry. up. I just no, you're fine. Here. I don't know why I didn't write that down. No, you're good. I was just like, oh, this seems like it could get a little murky with the age gap no, here. He was he was 18. Okay, right. okay, good, good. Sorry. Good. I don't know why I didn't write that down, but yeah, he's 18. Um, okay. So I lost my place. So they met at Patty's cousin's wedding where Dwayne was instantly smitten with her and they hit it off and got really close within the next few weeks. They got, like, really, really close. Like, they were already, like, talking about their future together and everything like that. And he got along really well with her family and spent the holidays with them as well. And they were inseparable. Unfortunately, just a few weeks later is when tragedy occurred. On January 2nd of 1956, Patty was with Dwayne and did not come home for curfew. Her family wasn't immediately concerned because she had sisters and thought they thought that maybe she went to one of their houses. And then they thought that maybe she went to go and elope with Dwayne. The usual. Because this was, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. I was my my parents would never jump to that conclusion for me. Like if I'm missing and I'm not home, they would never be like, "Oh, she must be eloping with Pat." Like <laughs> my mom's first initial thought would be like, "She's fucking dead. She's absolutely murdered." <laughs> I know your first thought if I went missing would be that it would not be that I would elope. You would be like, "Why did you not download Life three sixty like I told you to?" went to check your location the other day because you didn't answer me and I was like she's dead I literally went she's dead and then I couldn't get into your location again because google maps like signed me out and I was like she's literally dead and I was like she's literally dead yeah unfortunately I was was alive (laughs) she texted me and I was like okay good I was like whatever (laughs) unfortunately still here um okay so uh, they thought that she loved because I think her they said that her sister had did that too before so um unfortunately the next day on january 3rd three boys were hiking in great falls montana when they found Dwayne dead they found Dwayne shot in the back 
in the back of his head with his hands tied around his back with his own belt. Dwayne's head was face down and police determined that I already knew that the shot was in the back of the head. But this is where I wrote it. That the shot was in the back of his head. His body was found next to his car, which still had the ignition, radio, and lights on. Patty was not found at the scene with him. And at first, investigators assumed that she must have been kidnapped. However, the next day on January 4th, Patty's body was found on a gravel road about five miles north of Great Falls by a county road worker. She was found also shot in the back of her head and had injuries that were consistent with sexual assault. These horrific murders were known as the Lover's Lane slaying victims in most of the newspaper headlines. Um, before the case went cold, the family and investigators really put in a lot of effort to find the murderer. Detectives investigated over 30 potential suspects. Patty's father and his co-workers collected about six grand in reward money, but this still led to nothing. The lead detective on the case was so determined he went out and bought a polygraph machine with his own money. I had to look up how much God. a polygraph machine costs, and on Amazon, it's really what? only like a hundred dollars. Like, I want to buy one and give one to Chris. <laughs> right, same. <laughs> Ask him like the weirdest questions. <laughs> I'm sure it probably wasn't as easily accessible back then, but now on Amazon, a hundred bucks. Not sure how <laughs> great it is, but if you ever want one, Amazon. They all isn't it all just like it's not very. Um, what is like the word that I'm looking for? Like they're not very accurate anyway. Like yeah. you can still fail a polygraph test and be like completely innocent. Yeah, exactly. Or the opposite, completely pass one. Oh, you know true. how to like breathe or whatever. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. to breathe, so I would I'm fail. Anxious. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm anxious like 24 seven. I drank a whole pot of coffee. If you strap something to my body right now, my heart is beating out of my chest. <laughs> <laughs> the polygraph would literally be like, Sam, what did you have for dinner last night? And I would be so nervous. And I honestly, I would probably lie by accident to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, oh my God, what is the right thing to say? Are they going to judge me for what I actually had for dinner last night? <laughs> yeah, well, that's your alibi. So if you don't say it right, you're, you're arrested. <laughs> okay. So one of the suspects they interviewed was James Whitey Bulger. I don't know who this is, but the don't? New York Times. I don't. I don't know names. <laughs> um, we've, Sam, come on. <laughs> I don't know names. I suck at names. I don't remember people. We okay. what? What? I was gonna say we've definitely talked about like a morbid episode where they talked about <laughs> they talked about him. Well, I have to look at a picture of him then because I it doesn't ring a bell. I don't um, think I know what he looks like. He looks old. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so um. I don't know who he is, but New York Times said that he was a notorious South Boston mobster who was convicted in 2013 of participating in 11 murders. He was connected to the case because he, oh my God, I can't talk. He was connected to the case because he lived in the Great Falls in the 50s and was arrested for rape as well in 1951. However, he was not charged with the murders. So as I barely understood like the, how the DNA testing works, I am going to try my hardest to not sound like an idiot when I talk about this part. They saved a DNA sample from a sperm cell that had been collected from Patty's body during her autopsy, and this was preserved in an evidence vault for six decades. Um, they first sent this sample to the state crime lab in 2001, but there was no matches. And so this is the part where I was like, I can't translate this myself, so I'm just going to read it directly from the New York Times article, and I'll, I'll link the article as well. Um 
2019 with the help of Bow Technology, a Virginia company that specializes in DNA analysis. Another DNA profile was extracted from the sample, which enabled investigators to build a family tree that led them to Mr. Gold, Sergeant Kadner said. Because Mr. Gold, if I'm even saying his name right, had been cremated, investigators collected DNA from his children, which linked Mr. Gold to the sperm cell that had been found on Miss Kaltiski's Patty's body. End quote. <laughs> so this man, Kenneth Gold, oh. G-O-U-L-D. I hope I'm saying that correctly, was 29 years old at the time of the murders and lived only about a mile away from Patty at the time she was murdered. And on top of that, he kept horses about 600 yards from the house where she grew up in. And also, just to make him sound even more creepy, an age gap issue for you. He was 25 years old when he married a 16-year-old and had five children with her. So, Uh, I know, right? When I saw that, I was like, uh. ugh. I was, uh, can't believe I was ever like 15 years old and was like I'm going to go meet a 23 year old man and enjoy my life and like I think back on that and I'm like what was wrong with you girl <laughs> every time I tell Chris about a story of us like in high school and I was like oh yeah like you know like when like the 25 year olds would just come and hang out with us he was like what <laughs> I was like yeah you know they would come and they'd hang out and he's like no 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 people don't do that and I was like and we just do. didn't care I was like, we would meet them at the park, you know, <laughs> like, I was like, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, oh my fucking God, how are we all still, especially you, how are we all still- how, how did we not get murdered? Again, we just I got murdered like 12 times. Yeah. <laughs> our lives is our, our reward. Literally. <laughs> um, it has not been much of an award, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so... After the murders, he left the area and lived in Montana until 1967, and then he left the state completely and never returned, not even to see his family. So in 2021, investigators made the announcements of their findings, and I know that this is supposed to be like a solved murder. Like, they're not like, oh, like, we have a conviction for you, obviously, because the guy's dead and they can't find, like, a motive, but it's there. Like, they know it's him. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, you can't really, like, deny that kind of proof. Like, this DNA matches his. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, that is the story of the murders of Patty, Patricia, Kalitsky, and Lloyd Dwayne Vogel. I wrote a little note at the bottom because I guess I was excited. I said, also, I pay for New York Times now. I feel like such an adult. <laughs> you really? I just, I just really, I'm so tired of when I find articles and it doesn't let me read. It's like, you've reached your max limit. I'm like, I have never read a New York Times article in my life. What do you mean I reached my max limit? So I just pay, it's $4 a month. You're so funny. I was literally going to pay a subscription for this random fucking Montana newspaper because I like, there was no other articles and there was like $6 and I was like, should I just buy this monthly subscription <laughs> so I can read this one Montana article? But then I was like, yeah. no, I'm not going to do it. So I'm probably missing out on a lot of information. I just get so annoyed when I'm looking up these articles and I can't do anything because you have to pay for it. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'll do it. I got it. Yeah, I get that. I can understand like the New York Times because like they cover like everything, but like for this random Montana. 
Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't think so. Well, at first they were like, turn off all your ad blockers and we'll let you read the article. So then I did. (laughs) And they said, now you need to subscribe. And I was like, (laughs) Then they're like, unlock all the doors in your house and we'll let you read this article. (laughs) I was like very confused. It's like, they're so demanding. And now I'm like, do I have a virus on my computer for listening to this (laughs) random article? But I, I don't as of right now. I mean, I might. Your audio did just, like, cut out for that <laughs> little bit of time. Um, okay, yeah. Mine is in Montana. But I couldn't find, like, a ton of information on it, which I thought was really weird. Because the case is, like, very interesting. And I really wanted to, like, know more. And I watched a bunch of, like, really poorly made YouTube videos of like random old white women talking about this crime and stuff. And like, I couldn't really find anything like super in depth, like talking about the woman or like her family. It was very like, these are the facts of the case. And like, that's it. So I was like, "Mm, interesting, like 27 tabs open about it. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I am doing the unsolved murder of Jeanette, Charlie Atwater. So um, I think she went by the nickname Charlie. That's like a lot of the articles said. So I'm just going to refer to her as Charlie um, because that seems like what she liked to go by. So on the night of January 16th, 2000, Charlie um, Atwater went out on the town to get a few drinks with a few of her coworkers. Um, however, by the time the bars started to close, Charlie really wasn't anywhere to be found. Like none of the people that she went with, um, even recalled seeing her leave. So everyone was pretty confused. It raised some alarm and some like suspicion, but I think people just might've assumed that like she caught a cab or went home. But two hours later, um, after that, she was two hours after she was last seen, Um, Her car was spotted burning in a parking lot across from the bar that she was last seen at. So the discovery of Charlie's remains came after firefighters put the car out um, and they found her remains in the trunk of her own car. Uh, The fire was discovered in a metro park area of Billings, Montana, and the um, 1987 Cutlass was registered to Charlie. Um, no one could find out how Charlie ended up, um, like in the trunk of her car or like what really happened, but the Yellowstone County Sheriff's Department is still trying to figure out what happened in the 90 minutes between when she was last seen alive and then when she was found in the trunk of her car. So, um, Charlie was a mother of three. More than 21 years, her family hasn't had any answers. Police have not been able to uncover any motive for this crime, Um, It's sad because Charlie was described as really well-liked. I didn't really, like, read anything about her kids, but I'm sure that she was, you know, a good good mother to them. It's got to be sad to lose your parent. Um, She didn't have any addictions or any financial problems that would have really raised any suspicions for the police. Like, there wouldn't have been any drug dealers or loan sharks looking for her. So that led a lot of people to question, you know, whether this was just a random act of violence or, you know, was something a little bit like more sinister in her life. But I really couldn't find anything regarding whether or not she had any enemies. It seemed like a lot of the article said that she was just a really fun, loving person. Um, so the oh, night that she... 
Isn't that like really sad? It's scary to think about too. Cause it's like easy to kind of just get like lured out of a club. Like if you're just like dancing and hanging out with a group of people, I think that you wouldn't really assume that you're in any, you know, danger, but these things kind of get like sprung on you quickly. Um, but the night that she died, Charlie had attended a company banquet um, for the distribution center that she worked at. And before she disappeared, she had been with coworkers at a former players club bar i'm not sure what that is i assumed it was just like a sports bar um and this bar was where you know near where her car was found police were not able to find any conclusive footage of any witnesses or anybody that she might have been with that night that was a little you know out of the ordinary or even any footage of her really leaving the bars so in fact like the whereabouts between the last time that she was seen and then where they found her remains like is still unknown and I feel like a lot of articles and I said this earlier was like those 90 minutes like really nobody knows what happened um yeah so her colleagues do not remember her being a part of the group as they all left the bars, which I thought was weird because, like, why wouldn't you be like, hey, where's Charlie? Or, like, hey, where's your friend? Like, if we were all leaving the bar, wouldn't you be like, oh, hold on, like, did anybody has anybody seen, you know, like, Lisa, has anybody seen Sam? Like, I feel like yeah. you need to look out for the people that you're with. I know they're grown, like, they're grown oh, adults. Oh, always, Yeah. Still, she's like a woman out by herself. Like, it should have raised a little bit more of a concern. But I guess maybe people were like, she's a grown-up, whatever. Um, So by 2.15, the Players Club parking lot was completely empty. And according to the Billings Gazette article um, online, bar employees monitored the parking lot. No one recalls any kind of disturbance. And that's the end of the quote. But interesting because I feel like somebody lighting a car on fire would it just seems so out of the blue that nobody heard anybody scream or anything like that yeah seriously like nobody saw because like lighting a car on fire seems kind of like a long act like it's not like oh you just light a match and the car catches on fire like you need to like ignite the car like you need to like put gasoline on the car like stick something in the stick like something in the gas tank I guess like a match or something I don't really know how it works I've never lit a car on fire um try yeah we can do it with my car (laughs) um so people I guess were looking for any type of out of the blue events that were happening or maybe some out of towners that were like in town or drifters or anything so apparently there was a monster truck show as well as a semi-professional basketball game taking place locally that night but um Police weren't sure if, you know, this person had just wandered in to attend one of those events, you know, from out of town or if they were someone who lived in the area. From what I've gathered, it seems kind of just like a random act, but I mean, I'm not sure. So um, police have wondered if the unidentified man um, that had murdered her, you know, so a lot of the articles said man, and it took me a while to find how they figured out if it was a man, because I feel like people just always assume men. Um, but there was, and I can get further into this later down the line, um, there's like a little bit of surveillance footage that could incriminate someone. But again, it's not, you know, it's this case is like very, very speculated, all the stuff that's being said. Um, and again, not a lot of articles on it. So very interesting. 
Um, but the police wondered if the unidentified man may have been traveling through Billings to attend the events or, you know, whatever. But both the Players Club bar and the pull-off area where the car was found, there was just nothing that would have ever, you know, any evidence or clues or anything that could like pinpoint anyone to the crime but there was a gas station where on camera they captured a man who went in around 3 a.m um he was driving an 80 style hatchback and when he came in he bought one dollar of gas and then he took some matches from the counter um police did in fact, find a gas can and matches near the crime scene. But other than that, there wasn't really any other information that they had on potential leads in the case. Well, honestly, like that's literally where all my research stopped. I did see the picture of the man. And I was like, I mean, I guess, you know, like it seems like it could be the time she was, you know, her last scene at 2.15 a.m. This guy was buying the gas at 3 a.m. Maybe if he did it really quick, you know, he was at the gas station, went back to the car, did the crime, yeah. and then came back. But, I mean, I'm not really sure. There was very little information on it. It was very, very, like, short little clipped articles and stuff like that. Like, I couldn't even find, you know, an original newspaper article about it, which I thought was interesting. It took, like, a lot of deep diving in. Yeah. Um, but you know case, if the case is still open, like if they're actually yeah. like actively still looking. I believe that it just said. I believe it's just a cold case now. I don't, I'm not sure if they closed it. Oh. Um, I mean, it is technically still isn't all. Aren't they all like an active investigation? Even if you know the amount of time I has never, passed. I never know. I'm always like, do they like close the case at some point? I I don't know. I'm not a detective. I, they close it if they know what happened like if it was like a suicide an accidental death a a murder a homicide stuff like that it's like i think they can close it when they have the evidence of the person who did it i think like you know mm. uh, don't quote me on that anyone in the podcast world i really <laughs> i do not know <laughs> all our 18 listeners i mean like 2000 doesn't seem too far away but yeah think that it's not no it is, i mean but it's not yeah that was the year my little sister was born 2000 um, yeah she's 21 oh my god how did i not put that together <laughs> i know <laughs> it was at her 21st birthday <laughs> yeah this year yeah <laughs> Jesus. I believe no. it. yeah no but way. this i know it's fucking crazy but yeah, this case is like super sad. It was sad because I really could not find a ton on it. And I don't know if it's because it's like Montana and maybe they just didn't have a lot of, you know, reportings on it or yeah. the police didn't release a lot of information on the case or whatever. But, you know, she survived by three children, which is super sad because now those three kids kind of grew up without their mother or without really knowing what happened to her. In this, yeah. like, super mysterious death, like, you know, she didn't put herself in the trunk and and laid it on fire. But I also didn't find, like, a lot about the crime scene. I'm sure it was in that article that I didn't pay for. Um, <laughs> maybe the New York Times article will have it. Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, I didn't even see a New York Times article for it. I guess maybe they're like, this girl's too broke. She's not going to pay for this Montana one. She's not going to pay for the <laughs> other one. Um, the New York Times one is cheaper. Yeah, it is. This one was like expensive for no reason, but um, 
Yeah, that's the case of Jeanette Charlie Atwater. And again, like this is an unsolved case. So if you are a listener from Montana and you have any information regarding this case, you know, you can um, contact your local crime stoppers and give them information. But it's been a cold case for 21 years. So um, that's crazy. I feel like as time progresses, I feel like I would have more hope that these cold cases get uncovered because, again, like the case that you had, like it's easy to kind of like find new evidence or find new – not like find new, but like, oh, we have this, you know, fingernail clipping or we have this like piece of um, like – I don't know the word that I'm looking for right now. We need somebody to do a 23andMe who is related to the man who was getting gas at 3 a.m. Well, the whole thing is, is I don't even think they have any DNA. That's, That's it. Yeah, like I don't think they. I'm again, I'm not sure because I didn't pay for that article. But if you guys, you know, <laughs> if you guys start, if you guys want to spend us money, we will pay for the articles. I'll cancel my New York Times subscription and let everyone else pay for it. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll do a better job at researching because I only go to the free websites um, and see that they collected any DNA evidence. They just have that one photo, which I think is. I'll send you the photo and then you can post it on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it just looks like a white guy buying gas. Like it doesn't like I wouldn't be I don't think I if I saw that guy on the street, I would be like, oh, that's that guy. Yeah, exactly. It, I wouldn't think just, that for like, I just always no, yeah. no, I'm done talking. I can't form words right now. I know I can't think of any words. I'm like, it feels like it's midnight right now. It's literally like 830. Um, I know, seriously. But yeah, I can I can send you the picture of her. She's like really, really cute and pretty. She's got like this big curly, you know, brown hair. And then in the, the photo, the guy looks like middle aged and he's got kind of like a buzz cut and he's wearing like a black jacket and like looks like he's got glasses on. It's like a pretty bad. I mean, it's a 2000s, yeah. you know, gas station surveillance video so i don't think it's that i mean honestly though like but for 2000 like it's a pretty decent pretty decent i'm excited to see this picture now like just see what the video just to see how (laughs) terrible the quality is yeah let me send it to you sorry you guys probably just hear me taking the photo of it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's the um that's the case it's super sad like i feel so bad like know reading about these unsolved cases and they have like families and you like read like kind of like about their lives and it's like damn like this person was just like taken for like literally no reason like no one could really understand why this happened i know they're always so sad especially when they're not solved because it's like nobody ever got answers yeah i know i just sent you the photo i mean it's like pretty good for 2000 i I took a screenshot of the website that i was wow that is pretty good for 2000 surveillance video yeah he looks like middle-aged like he has like you know it looks like he has glasses on honestly like i'd probably mistake this guy for chris on the street <laughs> right like he seems like he's got blonde hair and the skinny yeah. face and glasses on so i, I mean it. it's um stuff like this is scary like we go to bars and stuff and like i mean is chris I'm, even alive in 2000 <laughs> Chris alive in 2000 I'm kidding yeah. I'm just making a joke since he's younger than you I was like oh my god of course he was. <laughs> he's eight months, eight months younger than me 
Um, yeah, so that is the case. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. It's so interesting, and I can't believe that they didn't – like, I couldn't find any more information on it because I'm like, this is, like, very interesting, you know – Woman found in car. There's like no leads. I feel like people would have reported like all about this, but I guess maybe yeah. the two thousands didn't have the resources or whatever. Could be things like didn't blow up the same way that they blow up now. Yeah, like social media really helps out with stuff. So yeah, I mean, and also like not everyone in the two thousands had like a super trendy true crime podcast to talk about exactly. all these crimes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <sighs> okay, that was a good one. I hope they find out yeah. who did it. I hope all these cases get solved. I need the I need the families to get the closure. We're gonna single handedly solve every single one. Yeah, me and Sam against against all the unsolved cases. That was a joke. That was not false advertising. <laughs> no. No, yeah, we cannot do that. <laughs> I can't even find a, a a good article, let alone find a killer. <laughs> uh. This was fun. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, do you have anything that you need to promote this episode? Um, I do not. I still have the book to promote for Greg Freehand Freeform, but I don't have more to add on that. <laughs> we didn't post it on our. You have to post that on our story today. I know. I was just talking about it today, and I was like, I'm gonna post a better review on Instagram. I'm just bad at reviews <laughs> uh yeah, yeah yeah i was like shit um but yeah i don't have anything to promote but we are bringing the spooky sodes back there'll be a spooky sode for montana on friday so i'm scared but let's do it i'm ready i don't think it's that scary but yeah it'll be good um but thank you guys for tuning in this week um, Bye. please don't be a buzzkill. Don't be a fucking buzzkill. Don't be a fucking buzzkill. Bye. See you guys on Friday.